Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. You know, I've often talked about President George H.W. Bush's Thousand Points of Light. He said that these are community organizations that spread like stars throughout the nation doing good. When his son, President uh, George W. Bush, eulogized his father, he made reference to his father's passion uh, for community service uh, when he said this. He strongly believed that it was important to give back to the community and country in which one lived. He recognized that serving others enriched the giver's soul. To, uh, to us, he said, he was the brightest of the thousand points of light. So I talk about that on Coast View because I believe it so strongly that we are so fortunate here in this community and these series of communities across coastal Mississippi to have a thousand points of light working every day. And these people are really committed to filling gaps and they're, they're helping those who are less fortunate. So um, as it relates to Coast View, I've been super committed to making sure that we work to, to shed the light on those people, the light on the people who are part of the thousand points of light, who are working in the trenches to improve the quality of life for everyone here. Uh, this morning, we have one of those lights, a man with a, with a giver's soul. I'm pleased to welcome John Ray. He owns and operates with his two sons, Wes and Jake, uh, Gulf Coast Business Furniture and Supply Company. Good morning, John. How are you doing this morning? Morning, Ricky. How are you? Yeah, thank, thank you so good. much for joining me. I mentioned to you that I reached out to our friend, Jamie Bates. I know that the two of you guys have worked really closely together and I wanted you, you know, he, he was just sort of giving me some background on you, but you know, by the time he got done, uh, it was so powerful. I thought I'd read a segment of what he wrote about you. And here's what Jamie says of you, John Ray. John is an incredibly selfless man. Every time we respond to provide meals after natural disasters or for local needs, John is right there, partnering with us. His support is essential to what we do. When needs arise, John Ray serves with, without reservation. He's a man of action and always gets the job done. From collecting and sponsoring supplies for hot meals and cleaning needs to send in response to natural disasters, collections and distribution of coats and camping supplies to help prepare area homeless men and women for winter, and collecting and distributing hygiene products and masks to coast schools in response to unexpected needs as a result of the global pandemic, John Ray is always there, always responding, the first to give and always asking, what more can we do? John has a servant's heart. So we're going to talk more about your thriving business this morning, John, in in the second segment for sure, but I wanted to start with your commitment to community. Your work is really inspiring. You're, you're leading by example, this example that I want to hold up for others to follow. Uh, where does your giver's soul, your servant's heart come from? Well, Ricky, I guess it started soon after my divorce, uh, whew, 20 years ago, um, searching for something to do, find time. Uh, naturally, in a divorce situation, you're not around your kids near as much as uh, you'd want to be uh, with part-time situation that evolved from a divorce, naturally. 
But uh, somehow I uh, continued to look to the soup kitchens around the coast community, and uh, soon soon enough, I ran into Jamie Bates, and uh, he started leading me uh, out in the woods, finding people uh, that they were in need. And um, I guess ever ever since I got out there and really saw the need, uh, just something touched my heart and said, "This is where God wants me," and uh, it's kind of what we've done. So there was a, you know, it was getting in the trenches and seeing for yourself the need, but what did it, what it, it created a level of commitment in you that, that is really inspiring. So it's, it's more than just, I mean, you, you literally made it part of your life and sort of part of your business, um, to, to do good in the community. It, I guess the more you did, the more it snowballed. Is that how it, how it sort of, uh, unfolded? Absolutely. You, you mentioned it earlier in your, your introductory comments just about, uh, you know, if you give, it's going to come back to you in all kind of different ways. It's been tremendous. Uh, just a, just an outpour of people in the community that continue to uh, say thank you when I come upon them just in public and uh, they hear what I'm doing. And, and uh, I've got to stop and just tell you. What a great man Jamie Bates is and how he's led me uh, to many, many things that I've done across the coast uh, over the last 20 years. And uh, he just continues to be uh, my shepherd and continues to look over me and make sure I've got what I need to provide for the community. And uh, we've got an idea. We throw, uh, we sit down, we talk about it and we put things together and uh uh, with the thanks uh, and the help of all the local people we do reach out to to come up with the funds to be able to do these type of things uh, uh, without the without the givers in the community that are that are out there at our fingertips uh, we we wouldn't be able to do these type of things yeah he uh, Jamie has a a, a natural gift uh, we work together at the Sun Herald so I know him well and his commitment to filling gaps in the community. I mean, he, he again, another excellent example of a thousand point of light, someone who's just searching for how they can make a difference. Um, you know, you've mentioned that you guys are having some conversations about feeding healthcare workers in the, in the wake of the, uh, of the pandemic and all the work that he does through the giving back foundation and, uh, whether it be homeless or disasters or whatever, whatever it is. I mean, it could be just a new need that just arises in the community before we know it. Jamie and John Ray and others are sort of engaged in it in a way to help. Um, it's just truly inspiring. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. You know, when I was studying your story, it was so, it was really interesting that in your senior year at William Carey, you did, you did started doing some research about, office supply companies and what you discovered was that th this is this is something that's probably always going to be there and it's a it's a perishable deal so you know, people use the products and need to come back for more but it's interesting very few people leave college and have a sense of what they want to do but you sort of understood you know sort of where you were headed when you left college didn't you I, I did uh ricky it was a term paper for my senior year and uh Basically, uh, what was the best business to be in a bad economy and uh, continue to read up on it and research and, and everything led me back to, well, you know what, um, while I'm studying this, I might as well uh, consider diving into it because uh, what better 
items to sell than items that uh, are a necessity versus items that are uh, possibly uh, non-tangible, such as insurance and things of that nature. But uh, naturally, everything that we sell, just about everything that we uh, have access to around here uh, is something that everybody in the community needs. Uh, It's just where you buy it. It's not whether you're buying it, it's where you buy it. And we try to give everything uh, to every customer out there. The reason to use a local business, uh, whether it be because of our customer service, our pricing, uh, how easy it is to do business with us, with our internet platform. Uh, I could go on and on, but uh, really the the interest that it spiked me to be, uh, it kind of sent me in a direction that said, you know what, that sounds like something I want to do is sell something that everybody is already buying. It's just, I got to talk them into buying it from me. <laughs> what what I like about your story is that when you started the, the business, I think with a $50,000 yeah. investment, you, uh, you had a, uh, a storage facility. I think it was on Cowan road. I think I remember reading and, uh, before long, this thing just evolved. And, uh, when I was reading about you, in fact, I, I was up in that area of orange Grove yesterday and I, and I went down, I hadn't been down Dito road in so long as, you know, Man, it's been a really long time, but I saw I saw your your buildings there, and it looks like you've ex- continued to expand. Is what I what I see. This really cool, you know, f- uh, buildings and where they fit together. But um, but you you went to that particular location, and you've been there ever since, haven't you? Yes, sir. Actually, um, my uh, ex father in law had. Uh, uh, been nice enough to rent uh, one building to me uh, soon after uh, we outgrew the original position on Cowan Lorraine, Lorraine Road and then uh, moved in into that building and soon outgrew it, uh, leased the building next door. Uh, and just recently, we've renovated both buildings, tied them together with another warehouse in the back. Uh, kind of got my guys out of the rain finally after 30 years of loading trucks in the rain. And uh, thanks to a, a lot of support from local uh, lenders, um, a, lot of, a lot of local banks and uh, different lending institutions on the Gulf Coast came together, believed in me, uh, of course, saw the, saw the collateral in the buildings and uh, was nice enough to step up and offer me a loan to get this renovation done. And so uh, here we are uh, with a new showroom and uh, a lot to be proud about. Well, this is John Ray. He owns and operates a Gulf Coast Business Furniture and Supply Company in Gulfport with his two sons. And um, I want to, when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation because it's, it's, it, the pandemic has not only created opportunities for you, but it's also given you the chance to meet the needs of, of, of businesses. There's significant needs around that. And uh, and you have a lot of thoughts about the, the work that, the, why do business with a, with, a, with a local business? And we've talked a lot about how Amazon and others are are, are 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 putting a lick on too many local businesses, but but what you bring to the table, what you offered, is so important that they can't get from from Amazon. You have thoughts about that? We're going to talk about that too. We'll see you right after this break.
broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios. This is Coast View View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Koshi. We have John Ray with us. He operates, he owns uh, Gulf Coast Business Furniture and Supply Company. And his two sons, Wes and Jake, work with him in that business. And he has built this uh, business from scratch, from a dream that he had in college to to being one of the leading uh, furniture, uh, uh, business furniture and supply companies on the coast. Um, he's located, located in Gulfport. Hey, for the radio audience, uh, for th- those of you who are watching on Facebook or YouTube, you see where he's located now. But for the radio audience, I, I want to try to describe to you what I'm seeing. When I, John, when I was at NOLA Media Group in New Orleans, a very, very progressive uh, internet-based mu- multimedia company, we, we spent a tremendous amount of money on, on the environment that our employees worked in. And what I'm looking at, uh, the room that you're in now with the glass walls and the sort of modern furniture that you're in, I think is probably a showcase for you on the kind of you know furniture that you provide and the kind of environments you provide. Tell us about the room that you're in. This is uh, the glass walls are from Kruger International. Um, beautiful. They're able to come in and uh, install glass walls from an existing room and basically make an additional room onto a big room. And uh, all the all the furniture seems very modern, uh, sit-on-it furniture uh, manufactured called Sit-on-It, place, uh, nation's leading seating company. And then uh, a lot of the desking and conference uh, table you're seeing is made by Global Office Furniture out of Canada. And uh, just a lot of contemporary, very, very modern stuff that uh, is more where uh, the nation, first of all, has been, but the coast is slowly getting away from traditional stuff and moving more into contemporary stuff. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And what we'll talk about as we get near the end of this segment, well, I want to talk about the trends and what you're seeing because we're seeing remote work being a big part of what's happening. We're seeing sort of a complete re- reconfiguration of commercial real estate, but we'll come back to that in a second. When I look at what you do, you see obviously office furniture, but healthcare supplies and break room supplies and specialty chemicals and packing and shipping. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Everything that you could imagine that would be needed in an office environment or an educational environment. One of the areas where you've really expanded your ability to meet the needs is, is related to the pandemic. How has the pandemic enhanced your business? Ricky, it's uh, very interesting how we shifted gears uh, from the renovation that was going on around here and the new showroom. Uh, Naturally, I talked about the um, people that offered the money from the financial institutes uh, offered me X amount of dollars to put furniture in the showroom. Uh, So I borrowed money to basically have the intent to outfit this entire 6,000 square foot area. Uh, when the pandemic hit, we knew nobody was going to be walking in that door anytime soon. So we took that money without asking uh, the banks if it was okay. And we went out and got in the PPE supply business. Uh, I mean, lock, stock, and barrel. We, we took uh, a lot of very risky uh, chances early on and uh, bought sanitizer that nobody could get, masks that nobody could get. Uh, 
you know, all the things that you're out there seeing on a day-to-day basis, we were out there uh, struggling to find, whether it be having to get it on containers coming from China, uh, putting money in escrow accounts and uh, holding our breath while we waited on this container to show up. We didn't know it was going to show up or not. We were dealing with people that we had never dealt with before in order to get these supplies in for uh, all of our customers along the Gulf Coast to help keep them safe. And uh, it was a big risk, but it paid off in a big way. Um, We've been very fortunate to have all the customers along the Gulf Coast uh, come to us in a time of need. And uh, one thing I'd like to share is that we've been very, very fair with our prices uh, when Amazon and all the other companies that were out there uh, taking advantage of a bad situation. We're trying to keep those prices competitive and very fair for the local community. And, and we did so. And it came back and uh, we, we were able to reap the benefits from being uh, consistently supplied or, or stocked with hard to find items at a very fair price. So, you know, John, you, you listen to the show regularly and you know that I talk about this all the time. But in the DNA of coastal Mississippians is the ability to ba- bounce back, that resilience is part of who we are. And one of the one of the, I think, profound stories that emerges from the pandemic is the fact that small businesses, small and large from all sectors, uh, because we're coastal Mississippians, because we face so many challenges along the way, we don't let any dust settle on the newest challenge. We just, we just tackle it. We figure out what we need to do and how we need to tackle it. And as a result, the business impact, certainly if you're in the service business, if you're restaurant business, if you're at the Coliseum, I mean, obviously you've had impact, but the reality is the way that we've been able to reduce the impact economically on coastal Mississippi, because so many business owners like you guys are willing and able and, and, and know deep in your souls what it means to be resilient and you adjust. And that's what you did in the pandemic situation. I bet you didn't really, I love the idea of acting and then asking for forgiveness later from the banks. Mm-hmm. Well, what a great business move. What a, what a great business. I mean, you look back on it, it's just kind of built into your DNA, isn't it? Well, uh, adapting and overcoming has uh, been a big part of my life forever. And uh, just not only that, uh, continuing to explain to my children and anybody that cares to listen, uh, just how, uh, how ready you have to be uh, to adapt and overcome situations, whatever they might be. And when you decide to live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, uh, you already know we're going to be faced with hurricanes from time to time. Uh, but then look at what we've also had to deal with, the oil spill. Um, you know, this pandemic right now that we're having to deal with, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I can always remember back to, heck, I was a child, seven, eight years old, right after Camille. And um, I can just remember the signs about, uh, you know, we'll build back stronger than ever. Together, we'll build back stronger than ever. And that's kind of who this community is. And uh uh, one other story I'd love to quickly share about uh, right after Katrina is the incredible uh, coming together of local communities and families and uh, neighborhoods, especially how the neighborhoods would just gel together and go help each other clean each other's home. And, and it builds a special bond that that's hard to find, I think, anywhere in the country. But I think it's special here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I talk about it all the time on this show. It's just, it's that culture, that, that resilience culture. It's those values that cause you to reach out to your neighbor. And when you're doing that, you don't care if they're black or white or if they're 
Democrat or Republican, we come together as a community. And one of the things that we're going to be working harder on this show is identify specifically what those attributes are so that we can constantly remind people that let's talk, you know, we're going to disagree on political, on politics. Hopefully we can just debate the policies and not make it personal and come back and remind ourselves that as coastal Mississippians, we can come together. But it is one of the reasons why so many people love living here. And it's, it's just, uh, you know, you, you said it well. It's um, in, in those times, we're reminded what in life is really important in our neighbors and our families, et cetera. You know, one of the things that you feel passionate about is that Internet companies' ultimate goal is to eliminate local competition. And you know, in order to compete appropriately in, in the space that you're in, that you've got to provide, I mean, outstanding service. Uh, tell me about the things that you're doing to separate yourselves and make it so important uh, that you, it, it, it's the key to your success. Uh, it makes it important for you to be able to compete against some of the internet companies that you have to go up against. Well, uh, a lot of people uh, out there don't know about uh, the Amazon monster and what it actually is. Um, Ricky, I'm able to, if I were to choose, uh, I'm able to sell on Amazon for about a 16% uh, promise to them. In other words, whatever I want to sell on their site, uh, I've got to give up 16% before I ever make a dollar. Um, you got to sign a contract, long-term contract. Ultimately, once they've got you and get a lot of sales through uh, signing you up, they eventually uh, will take the items that you've done a really well, good job with, and then they build these hubs uh, throughout the country, and they end up stocking that product. And once, so they're kind of using me as legs to say, all right, what's out there selling? And then all of a sudden they decide, well, I'm going to go direct and I'm going to buy direct and then I'm going to kick him to the curb and then sell it myself. And where does that leave me? Now I don't have a partner and I'm out of business. So the things that we've done to adjust and adapt to that situation, and believe me, it's been a big adjustment, is... Just offer uh, free next day delivery, no minimum order, uh, excellent customer service department, excellent delivery team. Uh, we go out and install furniture free, no, no, uh, no install fees. We've got an interior design uh, department that specializes in layout, customer layout for uh, big and small projects. So you could come to me, even uh, adapt uh, while you're adapting your home. Uh, and, and, and get the design part of it done uh, from a local company that's, that's, once again, offering everything in the world you can think about. I love the idea that um, you, you full service, when you say full service, you really do mean it. And it's about adding all these dimensions that you can't get if you do business with, with an Internet company. And uh, in the work, work that you do, you just can't buy it. Somebody's got to put it together and understand it and service it. And, and there's you know the layout and design. And as you pointed out, there's interior design that could be part of it as well. Hey, John, we're going to do something. Um, I want to invite you back in a, in a couple of weeks. And I want to talk about some of the trends that are happening. And I think it, people will really be interested in understanding how remote work is affecting your business 
And the whole notion, as I mentioned a second ago, about commercial real estate and what's happening in that domain and how that's affecting your business. But it's been a pleasure to meet you. Uh, keep up the great work. Um, you're a terrific servant's heart, and uh, you're a great inspiration for everyone here in coastal Mississippi. So thank you for joining me. Thank you, Rick. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. We'll be back with Glenn East, the superintendent for Gulfport Schools, after this. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.